Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, what do you think our other selves are doing in another dimension right now? Probably podcasting, but about Mountain Dew or about... Like, uh, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. I am a huge Minari fan. I just can't stop drinking it after watching that movie. I love that. Uh, Yes, today we are reviewing The Daniels, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Man, Eric, I'm just going to start. What a movie. I I love this movie. <laughs> it is a it is a lot to take in. It is an yeah. overwhelming film. We, that it we is... joked today that we chose chaos today because yeah. we recorded uh, Moon Knight, this, and the Oscars all in one night. Which of the but... three? This is truly the most fun I think we'll have in terms oh, of just totally. having a conversation about it because. Again, like it's it's hard to know where to start or where to stop or how to explain this thing in just like a, a, a summary as I normally kind of mumble my way through in general. Sure. But um, this is a holy experience that is both exhilarating and exhausting, but it is so rewarding and it's weirdly inspirational from a filmmaker point of view to know that like these two guys are out there making movies that are this ambitious and this creative and, and, and this unique and, and, and also just feel like they're, they're made by people and not yeah. just by, you know, like a big studio system with a good director Absolutely. at the, the helm. Like this truly feels like it was made by the, the, the minds of two weirdos who are absolutely yes. wonderful. <laughs> Oh my God. You absolutely nailed it, dude. Like it it is one of the most wholly original, exciting, exhilarating, exhausting experiences I have had in a long time. And I'm so happy I saw it at Tiff Bell Lightbox. It was just like, it was four in the afternoon, but I was like, it was just, it was incredible. And I've been reeling since I saw it because like, I, I was excited for this. Like I thought the concept was really cool. The trailer was out there and like i liked swiss army man enough i i don't think i ever i i don't think i loved it but i loved that these two weirdos like you just said are making movies that you know you could never think of they defy like, gravity time yeah. and space in every way possible it breaks the rules it does things that it that if any other movie would do you just don't would, and no. and it would fail and yet it does it so perfectly and wonderfully and these I don't even like I've interviewed them for the, the, this for Swiss army man, which I really love that movie yeah. as well. This I like even more. I can't wait to rewatch it after seeing this. Cause I love this so much, but yeah, there's just some movies where it's like you go to the theater, you sit down, you have the experience and you just say to yourself, this is why I love what I do. This is why I love talking about movies with you and with everybody. And, this, it, you know, it isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea. Oh, but totally. boy, this is an experience like if it is unlike anything else. To be. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know where to start because you, you mentioned it like the, this log line is a Chinese American woman must retain herself through her counterparts throughout the multiverse while balancing tenuous relationships in her own family. Very straightforward yeah but but uh, even that other like, than the multiverse thing it's very like it it, it, it so spirals into so many different storylines and plot threads and also tributes and references and yeah it's it's it literally is everything everywhere all at once 
And the thing that I, I, I am so curious about is reading that script because I feel like the, the script almost needed the, the editor to kind of come in like right at the, at the ground level, because like, I wonder how many, you know, cuts within the script go from one like interior exterior to another and having to always establish new sets and scenes like this script must be mind blowing because it literally feels like I don't even know how you write it on paper. (laughs) Yeah, it's always it's it's always doing something. And yes, again, it can be overwhelming at times but i rather have something swing for the fences and really go for it and and do it with gusto the way that this does and when you're watching it you just have this joy of 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 falling in love with the art form again and what it can be and 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 i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a little bit glib here uh this eats marvel movies for breakfast like this this basically is like you know what I don't think we need to compare them, but I but don't multiverse disagree. stuff. I know multiverse S- versus multiverse. They, sorry, Loki. Sorry, Spider Man. Like I, you guys have done some good stuff, but this is like on I, another level completely. I agree, and I you know me, I'm a the huge Marvel guy. We just reviewed Mew, Moon Knight, Moon Moon Knight. Uh, go check that out. Uh, first four episodes, spoiler free. If you're into this, you might be into Marvel stuff, or you might not be. I don't yeah. know. Um. I agree with you where this movie, like, again, it's pre multiverse of madness, even though this movie is a multiverse of madness. Um, It literally does the multiverse stuff, I think, in such a wonderful way. And like in, in such a way that I'm like, I'm amazed at how easy it seemed like they explained the concept of this version of the the multiverse in this movie and how they displayed that on screen where I feel like it's not hard to follow at all like there's a lot going on it there's a lot at you it jumps from timeline to timeline to sometimes intercutting fucking 400 of them at the same time and all this different stuff but I was just amazed at being going no it's an infinite multiverse where Basically, every decision you make, you could have made the opposite one. And then it just, it's an infinite, like, just keeps going that way where every decision branches off into another decision and it's just infinite, right? Yeah. And that was such an easy concept to grasp where, you know, and then they go, you know, you are the worst version of yourself, essentially. Right. Right? Although, although and there's potential for you to be the yes. alpha version, which is yes. also an interesting perspective on how a lot of these kind of movies are, again, like I, I can't even necessarily compare it completely to something like, you know, The Terminator or even weirdly the film that a lot of people I think have referenced and, and I will as well, but it, it obviously is 10 times better than it. But like, do the you Matrix? remember? Well, no, I was going to say Jet Li's <laughs> The One. Oh, a lot Jet, of people are saying The where One. Where Jet yeah. Li literally, there's a there's an evil version of himself that is tracking down and killing every other version of himself. And after I saw he people even one, in the comments of the trailer, people were like, yeah he's the one he becomes a strong it's almost like a little bit of like highlander as well like when there there can only be one and like that's kind of but i mean again this is so much more better and i don't even mean to like say like oh you know like these (laughs) movies are on the same same plane yeah they're not they're not but but it's such an amazing cornucopia of styles of of genres we talked about tone in in moon knight and how 
that was unable to balance things. Like, this literally this, just takes it all, throws it at you, and in, somehow in your face, makes it work. And it does. And somehow and makes it beautiful. Yes. Somehow makes it like this beautiful, touching, emotional story. And it has people with hot dog fingers. Like it just doesn't make any sense. But it's just like, how does this work? How the, am I? You're showing me the hot dog hand people and I feel for them. And it's like a touching moment. And I'm like, they're using their feet to like caress each other's face. And like, it's <laughs> play just the piano. like, or play the piano. And it's just like, it is wild. And like, there are some bits I just don't even want to give away that no. like, I, there's I, a reference to a certain Pixar film oh, that that's, is amazing. Eric, yes. I, I cried laughing at that, at all of that. And like the, even the layers on top of that joke. And like, you'd never think that that would be included in this movie. And I mentioned the matrix. There's some, I think some intentional references to that, like of like, um, of, you know, the alpha team on controlling kind of the multiverse jumping and stuff like that is like the ship in the matrix, but they all have like 90 windows, 95 computers and these <laughs> dumb, dumb helmets. And it's just like every choice is like, should not work, but it somehow does. And then you have this wonderful performance from Michelle Yeoh and it's just like, she's doing so much uh, like in this from every kind of multiverse version of herself um, but then the action sequences are incredible, like just like great fight sequences that are using a fanny pack and like other things in like the craziest, most awesome ways. And like every weird weapon you could imagine and slapstick violence and just like it, it's just like every universe you jump to is something completely different and completely and utterly engaging. And I was just blown away where I'm like. I am in the middle of watching one of my favorite movies. Um, and I know that's hyperbolic and, but it is one of those experiences where you, you only get it every once in however long. And, and maybe it's every few years or, or whatever, where you see a movie where you're like, this is one of my favorite movies now. And I, it'll be hard pressed for anything. I think like, again, I hope I'd said this to you. Like, I hope there is a better movie than this this year because it's going to be very hard to top this and i hate i don't like being part of hyperbole and i like i hate and it's gotten I, a lot I, of like, that as well like from the critics specifically before it even comes out like there's a lot and, of people and saying, i hope like, that doesn't one of the set greatest it up for, movies of all time and i hope that doesn't set it up for failure and i usually don't like participating in that hyperbole but like i'm just being completely honest that i was just mesmerized by this entire thing thoroughly entertained thoroughly moved um loved every movie reference different universe invoking different films and filmmakers and just like the look of everything the cinematography the editing which you already brought up eric which i think is just some of the best i've seen in a really really long time and yes is it the most like we kind of poke fun at it in the oscar stuff yeah sure but it's but like, it, it, it makes sense for the story that is being told to be this intricate and just kinetic in its style and how it moves at a click that is faster than again most blockbuster movies even like michael bay would watch this and be like oh my god that's so much like this is you know like you're it's it's so intense with how quick like things cut and like you need to watch this movie more than once to really indulge in some of those references and appreciate everything that's going on because there is so much to take in in that first viewing that you're kind of just 
completely spellbound by um the the filmmaking and the performances you know like this is this is also very much a intimate story about family dynamics yeah. and how you know intergenerational relationships change you know the, the the way that we look and see each other and you know this is also a classic immigrant story as well about you know a woman who came from china to the u.s you know and fell in love with somebody and defied you know her, her father, father and then yeah. also begins to question well what would life be like if i took you know, this sliding door-esque path to another, you know, way. And, you know, the movie references from everything from Wong Kar Wai to yeah. Buckaroo Banzai is, um, it is it, just like, again, it truly is throwing everything at the, at the wall and seeing what sticks, but most of it does stick and it does so in this really weird it's almost like when you watch it like fall off the wall this beautiful painting reveals itself or image reveals itself and it's like okay now i totally get what this is and even with you know the plot surrounding sort of the 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 main kind of like you know end of the world apocalypse sort of storyline is is centered in a story of of you know family and mm -hmm. you know love and trying to be a better version of yourself and try yeah. to be the best version of yourself or find the best version of yourself as you get older as you change this is michelle yo's first feet like like her first lead role in an american movie which is mind-boggling because she's yeah. been around forever and kicking ass i there's there, usually at least once or twice a week i'll watch um there's there's an amazing scene in, and it's not a great movie but um in police assassins where her and cynthia rothrock team up and fight these guys and it is so much fun and it is playing into you know her background in, in martial arts as well it's it's this wonderful showcase for her and then also you have uh k hoi kwan oh my playing, god he's so good in this dude playing her husband who a lot of people um especially our age will yeah. know him as either short round in indiana jones in the temple of dune doom or in um the goonies as data as data, data and, yeah and this performance is so heartfelt, so funny, so kick-ass. You just, you feel so bad that you have not seen him in, like, in the last, what, 20, 30 years. And it's like, we could have had this for so long. And, like, it it's an amazing performance. Like it truly is. Yeah. Like he's after the Goonies, on... he hasn't really done much. No, right? American. no. Like he did it. It was in Encino Man. But... Yeah. He is going to be whether he's campaigned for supporting actor or best oh actor, God, yeah. he is going to be probably on supporting my list because absolutely he is. I don't amazing. care who else is in a, like, in a the movie. The way year. he uses a fanny pack, his is, delivery is amazing. Like you said, the work on Y universe kind of like that. He whole is sequence. Is he like, is super like suave and charming. Yeah. And like, like fuck man, like this guy is so good. And, and again, like I just like, you know, like, the Hollywood system really screwed up because like we could have had so much more of this and it's such a shame. And you and, knew they were probably a fan of him from yeah. those movies and was like, I wonder if we can get him. <laughs> and then it was like, we have this amazing role that I think he would kick ass in and he does. And it's fucking awesome. Like he's so good. And like the whole cast is well, great. Steph like, Stephanie Shu as well as, as the daughter who, you know, like she's at a crossroads in her life, especially with uh, Michelle Yeoh, who's playing her mother and sort of like, like, again, you know, she is trying to be herself completely and open and, you know, introduce her girlfriend to um, 
her grandfather, who's played by the great James Hong, who, if you're not familiar with him, he's been in hundreds of productions. Obviously, kind of like the big one that a lot of people know is John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. And in this movie, he also gets to play so many vastly different roles that are, you know, a tribute to his career and giving him more. And he was also obviously in Blade Runner as well. But like it's actually utilizing, you know, these great actors who haven't had a moment in this in the sun to, to shine the way that they do here. And like Stephanie Shu, the way that she like wears these ridiculous costumes and oh kind God. of creates but menace. makes them look fantastic. Yeah. But then like, yeah, she, she it's almost like she she basically rivals Lady Gaga in a lot of ways in, in, in certain scenes and like and is that, menacing and is cool looking and just just cool to the like to her core in this movie is just she she rules too. And it's also a celebration um, of of Chinese American culture with Chinese New Year's kind of being a, a yeah. main focal point of where the story is taking place. And also, you know, the food. I mean, the food in this movie, like yeah. when they're cooking at the beginning of it, is just like mm-hmm. I could spend an hour watching just that. Everything and, bagels I've had for yeah. the last. And then Jamie two Lee weeks Curtis too. is an IRS Dude, agent who's I just auditing. Saw- <laughs> Deirdre, Deirdre Bobirdra is her name. That's incredible. Her name is Deirdre Bobirdra. Is like is just the best. Jobu Tupaki is also a great name for a villain. Like it's just uh oh my god. Uh, I mean we should Chad, probably a, expect this, you know, from the from the dudes who brought us the farting corpse the movie corpse that starred movie, yeah. Harry Potter and the Riddler. <laughs> It's just so good, and I don't even know where to jump to. Like, I just well, that's the, movie... the thing. It doesn't. It's it's, it's yeah. so it's so spontaneous and alive that like it feels like it even isn't sure where it's gonna go. Yeah. It's just you gotta follow with it. <laughs> there is one thing that I I would love to ask those guys in terms of if they kept anything from the set prop wise, specifically yeah. an award, um, because like <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I'm hoping like again like this is entitlement like right when I saw that award I was like okay I know what that is yeah (laughs) I mean it's obvious but it's like yeah god I hope that is something that 824 sends us (laughs) oh for the award stuff I don't know what the hell they'll send us for this but like I cannot wait to see what that is and I haven't Uh, laughed that hard in such a long time in a movie that's what I mean like that's like we talked about this it's so hard to balance all those different kind of things a movie that can make you laugh that can make you cry that can make you feel exhilarated and have all those genres in it and and do them all well and then on top of that just add this layer of just zaniness that only the that seems like it can like you said can only come to the mind of the two best friends that are just weird chill awesome dudes and it's just like it makes me so excited for their future as well. And like what they're going to do, because this movie cements that like, I will be there day one. Like my, one of my most anticipated movies of the year will be a Daniels movie. And I just can't wait to see what they do. Cause this almost seems at their soft. It's not technically their sophomore effort. It is for them uh, as, as as a a duo. duo, Yes. Yeah, because uh, Daniel uh, Scheinhart was the one who directed Dick Long, correct? Yes, yes. The yeah. Death of Dick, Dick um, Long, which actually yeah. has a Nickelback uh, music cue in it. Apparently. I got to watch it because like, I've been putting it off because it kind of got buried, right? Like, yeah. Uh, a little bit. And now after watching this, I'm like, okay, I absolutely need to go back and, and watch it because I bought it because I'm like, even with my thoughts on Swiss Army Man, which I didn't think completely worked, but again, I want to rewatch it. Um 
I still was like, oh, well, that's wholly original, and I can't wait to see what these guys do next. So when Death of Dick Long seeing that trailer, I'm like, oh, I definitely want to check this out. Uh, but then, yeah, this movie just cements them as like, I cannot wait to see what they do next. I will say the score is fantastic as well. It's done by Son Lux. Is that? Yeah, Son Lux. Um, and it's got, I cannot, like, I'll list some of these people. So um, Mitski, David Byrne, a flute playing Andre 3000, Randy Newman, <laughs> Moses Sumney, and Why Music. I Let's had no idea it was actual. Music. I couldn't believe it. That's actually Randy Newman. <laughs> I didn't know that, which is, I thought they got an impersonator, which is fantastic. Um, Shout out to Randy Newman because, like, God, he's a guy I, that, like, again, obviously he's. Kind I of honestly parody. thought that it was an impersonator. But but he he did an amazing like I think people take his scores for granted sure. like his score for Marriage Story is excellent yeah. and yes he's a like great him composer doing, but him just... doing this as well I gotta give him so much more oh credit. my god I cannot wait I've I've already bookmarked that album it's not coming out until this goes wide on April eighth we should say this is getting a platform release as well so it's playing yes. right now in New York L A and San Francisco um you guys will be able to check it out it opens a little bit more wide on april 1st which no includes, fooling um which includes toronto vancouver and montreal correct yes and then, and then on then, april 8th it opens i think wide or at least somewhat more accessible for people to see that it's not in major cities Mm-hmm. and then uh yeah april 8th it's yeah opening wide yeah so um or at least wider but i think it's it's going pretty wide on the 8th so um yeah the score is fantastic i thought the cinematography i gotta bring up the the aspect ratios because you know i'm an aspect ratio boy and i love a good aspect ratio change so the cool thing about the universe jumping is like different universes have different film styles which have different aspect ratios and different things like that so you get some four by three you have the action sequences when the movie starts to become like a kung fu movie goes into two three nine the movie starts in one eight five it goes to four by three it looks like almost 16 millimeter sequences when you get some of the another thing when they what just helps so much with the universe jumping is like certain times you would jump into a universe and they would do this 16 millimeter uh four by three kind of flashback through michelle yo's life leading into that moment of that universe and it's just really quick and it again it, it's it's a lot being thrown at you but and it's it just and it's slow. her it's not like a younger version of herself as well yeah. which i think is interesting because defy bloods kind of did this as well where you saw the older versions of themselves remembering their past and like you think okay well when you're thinking about your past you're not necessarily thinking about how you looked younger you're just thinking about that moment and i think that that really works as well where i could see some people being like oh why is why isn't a younger actor playing that role or de-aged or something, yeah. right? Like, they just let them do it. And I just love the look of that 16 mil look, 4 by 3 kind of look. And it was, like, those kind of stylistic choices that are always thoughtful of, like, okay, when do we use? And I talked about this in After Yang as well, where it's, like, not just doing it for style purposes. Like, it is, but it's also thematically relevant to the story they're saying telling. And, like, each kind of aspect ratio change has a, a reason where the more dramatic moments are kind of in one eight five or the action moments are in two three nine and like the flashback stuff is in that kind of four by three so i always love that kind of stuff too 
Yeah, there's also one 90s song that weirdly plays twice, and it is the funniest, two of the funniest subtle music cues where it's like, and where they play is kind of amazing as well. But yeah, yeah the, the way that this is unlocking, you know, untapped potential and sort of, again, it's, it's, it literally is kind of like the, the best version of like, what if in a lot of ways, it's like, what if this happened? Or, you know, what if this person did this instead of that? Um, it's, it's, it's a live action cartoon. It's, it's comic booky. It's action packed. Um, it's very inventive. It's, Everything I've always kind of wanted that I never really felt I got in a Michelle Gondry movie. Yeah, I really like Michelle Gondry as um, a music video director in bite-sized forms because I think he's really good at kind of capturing something in smaller digestible bits. But when it comes to his features, I feel that like that whimsy and, and kind of like innovation doesn't always kind of completely run through even stuff like Eternal Sunshine where this doesn't really ever wane it just kind of feels like it is so spontaneous and so inviting and just so mind-boggling at times that you are just completely enamored by what you are watching on the screen and again it's not going to work for everybody it is it is a lot to take in and you will kind of feel you know the 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 fatigue once you've finished watching it but it is also a very More satisfying so. watch in the way that like something like you know unlike you know a Zack Snyder movie is where you watch you know a two to three Justice hour long League, movie yeah. and you're just drained of life and you just think to yourself why did I even bother with that this is that good exhaustion where it's like I've been through an experience that I will cherish especially if you love the film and yeah like it's one of those movies where you don't get one of these that often. And, you know, when you do, you really just like have to shout to the, you know, the rooftop and, and yeah. be like, you need to see this thing. Like it might not be your believing. thing, but try it, try yeah. it. Cause if it is your thing, you are going to absolutely love it. And like, again, yeah, maybe, maybe my dad goes, the hot dog finger thing was weird or whatever. <laughs> like, like, but I, I honestly, my mom would love this. And like, I, I'm going to suggest it to everyone. Cause I really feel like, like, yeah, if you like Marvel movies and what they're doing with multiverse stuff and like, this has everything and so much more where it's just like, it has the action. It has the emotional, um, you know, core. It has great characters, great performances. Like it's just, it hits on every level that I just did not expect. Cause like I, I knew I was excited for this movie and it looked ambitious and weird. Um, but I just couldn't have imagined that it would hit on every level. Like it did. Uh, I just want to clarify that it is opening in New York, LA, San Francisco, which is open right now, but it's expanding to Boston, Chicago, Seattle, Washington, DC, and Austin, Texas this weekend. So Man, I would have loved to be at that South by Southwest screening uh, with like three thousand people at the Paramount, yeah. like that the premiere of this. Because like I'm just thinking like a Midnight Madness crowd or something like that, like would have been an absolute blast. Like the only thing, like I saw it at a press screening and I got to see it with Nevis, which was great because and she, you saw it at the Lightbox, uh, which I think oh, is yeah. like a great oh. experience overall, especially oh, with the sound God. design. The sound was I saw it in Cinema Four at the light box. It was a smaller cinema. It was a press screening, but Nevis uh, tagged along. Um, and it was just like, uh, it, I was so glad to have that experience with her. 
Um, and then I want to see this with like a packed crowd. Like I'm tempted to go on Wednesday night because they're doing those special IMAX screenings. Oh, um, <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm back. I'm like, I need to kind of go see it again. So, or if not, I will wait and hopefully Cinesphere maybe does an IMAX screening at some point or, um, or maybe I just go see it when it comes out because, um, I, uh, I, I love this movie. I am going to give it a five out of five. I think it is fantastic. Whoa. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. I just want to see it again to confirm that it is a five star film. I'm, That's I'm, you know, like I, I, I were think... there any cons? Like, cause I'm curious, like no, what the, made the, you, the, the only is thing it just is that cause... it's just, it's, it's very long. And I think that yeah. it is, it, it is draining emotionally and physically sure, which you have mentioned yeah and i think that like it being two hours and 16 minutes you do kind of feel that length and not that it drags i don't think it really drags i just think it takes that a little it's... while to get started actually yeah but i, I kind of like but, that like, though same, like, i same. like that we spend time in the laundromat getting to meet some of the people that will play multiple roles totally throughout agree, yeah and, you know like even because we didn't even the family mention Jenny is such Slate, a oh my god as, as big nose is her character's name and she's what? great like oh my god as a dog lover i gasp at one scene i was like oh my god you guys are literally out to lunch you are like truly i cannot express how wonderful an experience this is and like yeah it's it's one of those things where again like i want to watch it again before i give it five stars because i you know as well just not to overhype things so but it is truly it truly is all aboard choo choo all aboard the hype train baby like i'm hop on all aboard you need to see this movie you need to see it in theaters it is an experience unlike any other um the daniels have already made probably the best film of the year everybody else can go home uh it's (laughs) over pack it in yeah Uh, i hope this shows up next year at the oscars because i would love that michelle yo this would be an amazing career nomination, but also it would be worthy just for the performance alone. Yeah, if totally. this does not at least get an editing nomination, then they're out to lunch. Yeah, yeah, because this movie is just so it's so alive. It's so well, it, like everything in this movie. And is the movie so would come together tuned. in the editing, right? Yeah. Like again, the ideas are there, the performances are there, but like if you can't execute that properly in the editing, especially like we didn't even talk about some of the other universes that they go to. There is a moment like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's completely silent for a good five minutes or something like that. And it's just oh, yeah. text on screen. Well, it's and also it is... referencing, um, there are two references to 2001, sure. which are amazing. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are amazing. But this, like this moment, I was just like, man, like, I cannot believe they're making this moment so poignant and beautiful right now. And I'm just reading and it's not necessarily it is subtitled, but in an interesting way. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I don't want to give any of it away. Just go, just go see it. Now, yeah. I do hope that Michelle Yeoh even, uh, is it Ki Hoi Kwan? K K Hoi Kwan. K Hoi Kwan. Um, I think I, I would love to see him show up again. It's so early. It's hard to do this, but like it's, I hope that this is one of those March movies. Cause there's always that one March movie, you know, there's that one March movie, whether it's a Wes Anderson movie or something like that, that like drops in March and everyone goes fucking holy shit. That was great. Um, and then it carries it for the rest of the year. Right. 
And I well, the critics I think need it. to need to really like the people that love it right now that are a part of critics groups really need to support oh, yeah. it and remember it. Like that's yep. the thing that is going to be. Oh, important. and it's memorable. So I oh, he won't no forget doubt. it. <laughs> I have no doubt. So uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, go check out our 119th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I keep saying draft, but it is a draft. I mean, it is a draft. Um, it's an episode. It's a podcast. You it's a podcast. It. It's a POD. <laughs> <laughs> click, click, boom. Uh, we covered the Oscars. We cover the slap. We cover everything. So we had some breaking news about Will Smith apologizing on that show. So you guys can check that out. We break down all of the awards as well as the show in general. Uh, so go check that out uh, as well as our review for Moon Knight, which we mentioned. If you're into multiverse stuff, uh, if you're into action, if you're into all of this that's in this movie, the Russo brothers produced it. So go check out our Moon Knight review where we review and our review four... of Cherry. <laughs> Maybe don't um, four episodes of Moon Knight. So spoiler free. We don't give really anything away. We just kind of talk about what our thoughts are of, of two thirds of the way through the season of Moon Knight. Um, so go check that out um, as well as all the other stuff, all the other multiverse stuff like Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Um, God, we're going to have a Morbius review soon, which is multiverse stuff, too. Um also, The Lost City, uh, Ty West's X, which is another A24 film. Uh, the Rod Father himself, Adrian Lyne, is uh, back with Deep Water. Um, we got The Outfit. We got After Yang, which I mentioned. The Adam Project. Uh, Domi She's Turning Red, which also has James Hong in it, yep. doesn't it? Yep. It sure Sweet. does. Uh, Fresh, The Batman so many reviews, so go check those out. Uh, One-stop shop, head over to Untitled underscore uh, cast. I'm blanking on stuff. My, it's been my, a long day. I'm jumping through the multiverse, baby. Um, you know when Michelle Yeoh is just there and she's just present, but she's not because she's multiverse jumping? And I love the Bluetooth. Uh, Dude, like, all the design. Like, they're just wearing two of the 2006, <laughs> like, Bluetooth headsets, and that's how they multiverse jump. Like It's that's amazing. The, and just when the light goes green, it's just incredible. And just, even the concept, we didn't even talk about it. The concept of, like, to activate the multiverse jumping, you just have to do something random. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to do the most random thing you can do at that moment. It I mean, we kind of alluded to it yeah, in sure. one reference, but yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous and over the top. And like when you see certain characters do certain things, oh, I had the most visceral reaction to something that I almost, I couldn't watch it. I almost gagged. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, It was I know. so, <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> Though. it's hilarious oh man I, those guys thought, are masochists <laughs> i thought the exact same thing dude and i'll hint at it jackass yeah <laughs> uh it's got to be oh, referencing man. that right it, you know i mean it, it, who knows i just all i know is that that is one of the most effective scenes in like a kind of like it's the most moments. visceral kind of horror moment i've had this year Oh my God. Where was I? Uh, untitled underscore cast on uh, Letterboxd. Um, go follow me at Matt Rohrbeck on all social medias. And I'm Eric Marchand. All I can think of that scene now. Uh, I'm Eric Marchand. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Be enlightened and go and see everything everywhere all in all at once. You will not regret it. Bye everyone. <laughs>